I would like to say good morning to everyone. My name is Felicia Hamilton and I will be your moderator for this session. Welcome to another lecture given by members of the Southfield, Michigan class. This is a school and not a church. Neither are we affiliated with any religious organization. This school is a nonprofit, non-denominational, religious and scientific research organization dedicated to showing proof of the existence of Yahweh, our Elohim, and the operation of his eternal purpose, pattern, and plan operating throughout eternity to this present day. This school was established as a result of a divine vision and revelation given to our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley in the state of Ohio in the year 1931. We hold classes in the United States, Canada, and certain other foreign countries. The Southfield, Michigan class was established in 1997. The Dean of the Southfield, Michigan class is Dr. Marvin Lewis. The president is Dr. Edward Yule, and the vice president is Dr. Ronald Atkins. In this school, we use the true, correct, and original name and title of the Father, the Word or Son, and the Holy Spirit, which are contained in the original Hebrew text. The true name of the Heavenly Father is Yahweh. It has been improperly substituted by Lord. The true title of the word or son is Elohim. It has been improperly substituted by God. The name of the Holy Spirit manifested in or out of a physical body is Yahshua. It has been erroneously substituted by Jesus Christ. Lord and God are titles and not names. The Apostle Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, tells us in 1 Corinthians 8 and 5 that there are Lord's many and God's many. But we now know that each Lord must have a name and each God must have a name also. Elohim is a title, but unlike Lord and God, Elohim is a divine title. That means Elohim is the, create, is the title our creator chose for himself. Jesus is a name, but it is an erroneous name. A minor investigation on your part in a good dictionary or encyclopedia would prove that neither the Greek language, the Hebrew language, nor the Latin language had any characters or letters in their alphabet that would produce the sound that is made by this letter J. Neither was there a letter J in the English language until some 1400 years after the Messiah's death. Therefore, such names as Jesus and Jehovah are impossible renderings of the true and original name of our father and his son. Christ is a title, just like Lord and God. Yahweh is pure spirit. And in this state, 
He is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He is the ultimate source, substance, limits, and bounds of everything. We have Yahweh in his pure spirit state, symbolized on this chart as a cloud. Yahweh is not a cloud. He merely chose a cloud to symbolize himself because a cloud has no particular or descriptive shape and form. We have drawn this cloud all around the edges of this chart to show you that everything on the chart is within the cloud. In like manner, everything in the universe abides within the pure spirit state of Yahweh. Yahweh, knowing that man could not perceive of him in this pure spirit state, took on shape and took on form right within himself as Elohim. This is the word or son, a super incorporeal being that is having the shape and form of a man, but without flesh and blood. This form can only be seen in divine visions and understood in divine revelations. Later on, this self-same spirit manifested himself in a physical body and walked the earth plane as Yahshua, the Messiah, whom the world calls Jesus Christ. Now, there is only one name given unto salvation, and we must know that name. So the simple yet intelligent question we must ask ourselves is, what was the name of the Savior during the time he walked the earth plane? A further understanding of this name and title may be had by reading the preface of the Holy Name Bible. Also in this school, we teach by the divine pattern of the universe. It is called the divine pattern because it is Yahweh's pattern. After Yahweh led the children of Israel out of Egypt, he called Moses atop Mount Sinai and showed him the tabernacle pattern in a vision. Yahweh instructed Moses to build one exactly like it in the wilderness of Sinai. The pattern consists of a most holy place, a holy place, and a court roundabout. These three compartments make up the one tabernacle pattern. In this school, we show proof how that everything in the universe is made and operates according to the structure and the function of this threefold tabernacle pattern and that absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. The primary aims and constitutional objectives of the class are as follows. First, to help you find and know Yahweh or Elohim as he really is and actually exists. Second, to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity and Yahshua the Messiah, without distinction of race, nationality, creed, sex, caste, or color. 
Third, to investigate the unexplained spirit law or so-called law of nature and the powers latent in man. Fourth, to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religions, psychology, philosophy, and modern practical and occult science. Fifth, to extirpate current superstitions, skepticisms, and ignorance. Sixth, to learn, know, and understand the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose through the dispensations and ages. Seventh, to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the devil, the dragon, or Satan and his demons operating the mystery of iniquity on earth through the dispensations of time. Eighth, to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith, which was once delivered unto the sons or children of Yahweh. Ninth, to make known that Yahweh from the beginning ordained, there is no other name given among men whereby man can be saved, saving the name of Yahshua the Messiah. And 10th, to inherit eternal life now in the kingdom of Yahshua the Messiah with the hope of immortal glorification in the new earth state. Our watchword is peace and our slogan is speak the truth. At this time, we would like to have the class dedicated in prayer by Dr. Dewan Nelson, followed by scripture, which will be 1 Timothy, the first chapter, read by Dr. Lauren Lewis. Dr. Nelson? Good morning, class. Can you hear me okay? Yes, we can. I'd like to bow our hearts and minds to a prayer to our Heavenly Father. Yahweh. Father, we thank you today for once again uh, calling us down here to sit on our seats <clears throat> and to open up our hearts and our minds to receive your true gospel. We thank you for this because we realize that it is truly the salvation of our soul. Without this knowledge and understanding that was passed down through this great divine vision, and, and revelation, we understand that we wouldn't have a chance, but that you saw fit to provide a way out of this destruction before we ever were. And we thank you for that love, as we have known no other love like it our entire lives, and neither will we ever. Yeah, well, we thank you for everything that you have done to us, for us, and we know that the expression of just our, our mouths could never do it any justice. We ask that you continue to feed us today and every single day that we remain breathing here on this earth and that you fill us with your Holy Spirit to grant us the strength, to grant us the foundation to stand fast and to be able to stand still. We recognize and we hear that lesson of standing still, it's becoming so clear, standing still, seeing the salvation of Yahshua the Messiah. We thank you for all of these things and everything that you've done and blessings in the name of Yahshua the Messiah. Let the assembly say hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Good morning, class. Good morning. And I'll be reading out of the King James, oh, excuse me, the Holy Name Bible, containing the Holy Name version of the Old and New Testament, critically compared with ancient authorities and revised by late A.B. Trainer and the Scripture Research Association, reprinted by Yahshua Promotions. That is 1 Timothy, the first chapter. Saul, an apostle of Yahshua the Messiah, by the commandment of Yahweh our Savior and Yahshua the Messiah, who is our hope. Unto Timothy, my son of in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from Yahweh our Father and Yahshua the Messiah our Savior. As I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus, when I went into Macedonia, that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine. Neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which minister questions rather than edifying, which is in the faith of Yahshua. Now the end of the commandment is love out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned, from which some having swerved have turned aside unto vain jangling, desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say nor whereof they affirm. But we know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully, knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, and for sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers of, <clears throat> excuse me, knowing this, excuse me, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, excuse me, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for kidnappers, for liars, for perjured persons, and if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine. According to the glorious evangel of the blessed Elohim, which was committed to my trust. And I thank Yahshua the Messiah, our Savior, who hath enabled me, for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry, who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Elohim was exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Yahshua the Messiah. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Yahshua the Messiah came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. How be it for this cause I obtain mercy, that in me first Yahshua the Messiah might show forth all long suffering, for a pattern to them which should hereafter to believe on him to ever, life everlasting. Excuse me. Now unto the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise Aloha, be honor and glory forever and ever. This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, 
that thou be them, excuse me, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith have made shipwreck, of whom is Hinnomus and Alexander, whom I had delivered unto Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. That was First Timothy, the first chapter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you very much, Dr. Nelson, for that beautiful prayer, and Dr. Lewis for that scripture reading. We want to once again say good morning and welcome to all our visiting brethren and all our members for coming out to study with us today. We do hope and pray that Yahshua says something that will edify your heart and your soul and your conscience to continue on in this great and beautiful gospel. Our readers for today's session will be Dr. Shirley Nelson and Dr. Lauren Lewis. And we want to remind everyone to please keep your microphones muted unless you're called to speak and to keep your cameras turned off. For our first speaker, we're honored and happy to call from our Southfield, Michigan branch, Dr. Atiana Brazil. Dr. Brazil? Uh, hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay. Now, uh, thanks for, it's a pleasure to be called mm -hmm. on. And, uh, you know, I, that, I'm going to let you know the truth. I was crying my eyes out just now listening to that music. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Those songs were. That's right. And, and, and Yahshua is just doing his work. And I'm just so blessed to be here, still here. Mm -hmm. uh, what's on my, I don't have a lot on my mind, but I do want to share what Yahshua has given me. Uh, and he's given me a lot. He's given us all a lot, since, you know, but to, He's the one doing the teaching. And that's what he's been showing me is that it's not a man's. Uh, more and more, you start to understand that we have no control over this thing. Uh, we got the I can't help it. Uh, the world has the I can't help, it, which is why you see the world doing what it's doing. And they, they know not of why they're doing it. I was talking to a co-workers and, you know, I was outside at the pool, cleaning the pool. I do maintenance at my job. And so I'm cleaning the pool and everything. And I saw, you know, you know, there was a, a Muslim family and the woman could not get in the pool. She had to wear her garment and the, uh, and it was kind of like, wow. And I, I said to Gary, my coworker, like, man, you know, I know she would want to get in the pool too. It's kind of hot out here. You know, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and he was like, yeah, yeah. And he always say something about judging. Well, we can't judge people. That really, that, that word right there, judging, is one of my, I'm getting tired of hearing that word. <laughs> I know sometimes the people in class, because people use it to, to benefit their ignorance of something. Uh, so I just wanted to say something about that. Now I want to get a scripture. First get, uh, let's get Romans 1, 19 and 20. That's Romans 1 and 19. Because that which may be known of Yahweh is manifest in them, for Yahweh have showed it unto them. From so, the invisible. Okay, I'm sorry. But he said, that which may be known of Yahweh is manifest in them. So that's very important. It's, so keep, keep reading. Mm -hmm. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. So the invisible things of Yahweh 
uh, are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made. A person without a vision or a pattern wouldn't, wouldn't really understand that. So you keep going. Even his eternal power and supernal nature so that they are without excuse. They're without excuse, which is why in First Timothy, he was saying, uh, uh, he was talking about, uh, he, where was that scripture? Well, keep reading. I'm Keep reading. I'll go back to that. Keep reading. Uh, that's over with. I can read it again if you want. Yeah, read it again for me. I'm sorry about that. Okay. Romans 1 and 19. Because that which may be known of Yahweh is manifest in them. For Yahweh have showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Being we, have, we have a pattern here. We worship Yahweh. We, we have these, uh, the Father, the Word, and Holy Spirit. These three are one. So you have H2O, gas, liquid, solid. And I just want to simplify this. So these things are made that way, not because these things are made that way because it was happened first in the spirit. Yahweh, he's just proving his Godhead or his eternal power and his purpose. And without that pattern, that tabernacle pattern that was given to us, we wouldn't have understood anything. We'll be just like the world and making excuses for our ignorance. Uh, uh, can you get Colossians, the first chapter for me? And, that's uh, Colossians. Go ahead. I'm... That's Colossians 1 and 1. Paul, an apostle of Yahshua Messiah, by the will of Yahweh and Timothus, our brother, to the sons and faithful brethren in the Messiah, which are at Coloss, grace be unto you and peace from Yahweh, our father and our savior, Yahshua, the Messiah. We give thanks to Yahweh and the Father of our Savior, Yahshua the Messiah, praying always for you. Since we heard of your faith in the Messiah and of the love which ye have to all the sons. For, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel. So that's our hope, is that he brings us up with, with him. You keep reading which is come unto you as it is in all the world and bringeth forth fruit as it doeth also in you. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I don't mean, I, it's been a long time, I'm sorry, y'all. It's okay. <laughs> but he, he's bringing forth fruit and that's spiritual fruit he's talking about, uh, the, the real true blessing of spirit, keep going. Mm -hmm. Which is come unto you as it is in all the world and bringeth forth fruit as it doeth also in you since the day ye heard of it and knew the grace of Yahweh in truth. As ye also, mm -hmm. as ye also learned of Epaphus, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of the Messiah who also declared unto us your love in the spirit. For this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That's what I wanted right there. The, the desire is that we're filled with the knowledge of his will and wisdom 
and all spiritual understanding. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're desiring. Mm -hmm. People don't believe in the knowledge of Yahshua Messiah. That's which is why they make excuses and, the, and they can't help it because the spirit has to be, the, the mystery is that Yahweh dwells in you, not on the outside of you. So as long as the world is looking for him to come back and I want to get that scripture too and it talks about that anti-Messiah, but I want you to continue on reading this. Mm -hmm. For this, I'm sorry. That's the 10th verse, that ye might walk worthy of Yahweh unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of Yahweh. Being fruitful in all good work. Does that mean that we're working upon our salvation? No, it's the knowledge. It's the learning of Yahweh. That's the, the he said, the work is to believe on me. And mm -hmm. I forgot what scripture that was. He was uh, uh, talking, was it Judas? Judas asked him the question. Uh, and he, he told him, what's the work that we shall do? And he said, believe on me, my name, you know, mm -hmm. so you keep reading that. Strengthen with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. Giving thanks unto the Father, which have made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the sons in light. Mm -hmm. Who have delivered us from the power of darkness, and have translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, mm -hmm. in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Right. So he's delivered the sons. You know, now, now the, like I was saying about that mystery, that mystery is only a mystery to those that do not know Yahweh. But the sons is no longer a mystery. He's delivered us from that darkness. And he's translating us right now, not later. We're being translated right now. And we have redemption. And we're redeemed through his blood because we understand. And, and we've been given this knowledge of his death, burial, resurrection, his gospel, and the fruits of the, of the spirit. We're partaking of that. So our spiritual body is becoming healthy. You're not eating all that garbage junk food by getting these spiritual things and these principles. You can keep reading that because there's some other stuff in there. 15 verse, who is the image of the invisible Elohim, the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Well, that should answer people's question right there. He did it all. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a discrepancy. Well, the, he couldn't have done that. That's evil. This is evil. But not realizing what, what evil is, is not wanting to partake or, or being disobedient to Yahweh. What did he say? Believe on me in my name. Breaking Yahweh's commandment is evil. It's not the zombie on the walking dead. So, you know, that is just a, that's a fake zombie. We got a bunch of zombies, real ones walking around outside. You keep reading. 17 verse. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. Then in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. It pleased him. So when we ask that question, well, why is this stuff going on? He pleased him to multiply his seed, which is why Adam 
And when they, they had to come down because it had to take, like we read Romans 1, 19 and 20, it takes a physical to understand a spiritual. Man had to come down and multiply. That's why we want to have kids because it first happened in heaven. It doesn't start with us, it starts with him. But it took the physical things to understand the spiritual because we can't see spiritual things with our natural eye. So we had to come down and save us and get in us to show us these spiritual things. You know, there was no, is there's no other way. There's only one way, one truth, and one life. As I see in the world what's going on now, everybody just believes this, which is not in the Bible, that you can believe what you want. And everybody, that's not the reality, that is not the truth, and that is evil. Not the walking dead zombie, that's just a TV show. That is evil. You, you, you can keep reading that, and I'm gonna get down in a minute. And having made peace through his blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. And you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled. What is the wicked works? You know, people still try to do these, these works for salvation. You know, we're learning of him in the spirit, the, the fruits of the spirit, not the fruits of the earth, which is why Cain uh, slew Abel, because he felt like his sacrifice wasn't, that was pointing to something, wasn't, wasn't uh, worthy, because yeah, he didn't, he, his sacrifice wasn't worthy. So it, that jealousy made him slay his brother, you know, because uh, his, his uh, offering was of the earth. So that's, which is the reason why, and that was pointing to something that we don't want to have an earthly offering. You know, we, we want to have a spiritual offering on the Yahweh. Mm. Those works that we're doing with those words, I want to say thanks to the class. Uh, didn't have much to say, but thank you. I'm truly enjoying it. Uh, and I love y'all. So okay. that's it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Love you too. Beautiful lecture. And we'd like to once again welcome everyone out and thank you for coming. For our second speaker of the afternoon, we're happy to call also from our Southfield, Michigan branch, Dr. Ayana Brazil Gamble. Dr. Gamble? Can you guys hear me? Yes, we can. Okay, great. <laughs> I've had this technical issues going on over here, but that's good. I'm glad we can hear each other. Good morning. And it is such a pleasure to be here this morning and to have anything to say about this great gospel. Um, I've been, it's been a lot going on. And like the previous speaker, I really enjoy the words and remarks that he had to say. And um I am definitely full this morning because it is so much going on, but I know that the only hope that we have is in Yahshua Messiah. See this creation, this world, all the things that's going on out here is just, it's just, it's crazy. If I wasn't seeing it with my own eyes, I wouldn't have thought that it was possible. But that's what Yahshua said. He said things, Dr. Kelly talked about how these days were gonna be. You know, and the things that we need are right here in this gospel. That's our strength. Um, can I please get, um, trying to think, John 14 and 26. That's John 
14 and 26. But the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father shall send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I've said unto you. Who is a comforter. And when we need a comforter, it's Yahshua Messiah. We can't go to any place else or anyone else because he is the comforter. And not only is he the comforter, but he's going to teach us all things. See, he's the teacher. Through this gospel, it allows us to have comfort. He's the teacher. Could you read that one more time? I'm sorry. No problem. That's John 14 and 26. But the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things unto your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. That's right. Now, Yahshua is the comforter, and he's going to teach us all things. So everything that we're learning is not coming from our own mind, our own concepts, but it is coming directly from Yahshua Messiah. And one would say, how can we prove that? You know, everyone's out here talking about we got the truth. But what Yahshua has given us is a measure. He's given us this vision. Because in the scriptures, it talks about without, a, without this prophetic vision, people perish. Could you get that for me, please? And how do we go to a, a to a um, move the uh, the plates and go to the Moses uh, go to not Moses but go to a let's see here yes to the Moses thank you um, but go ahead could you get me without a prophetic pe vision the people perish. I don't have it, Lauren. That's Proverbs twenty nine. And 18, I believe. Without a prophetic vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. That's right. Now, it talks about there, without a prophetic vision, the people perish. I'm sorry, I'm all over the place. Can we go back to the, the, the main chart, our elementary? Not our elementary, but the vision chart. Uh, the first chart we just had it on. I'm sorry. I'm so blank right now. Thank you, the, the pattern. Um, it shows Yahweh being in pure spirit up here. And Yahweh in pure spirit, he had to come down into shape and form, which is Yahweh Elohim. And this Yahweh Elohim, and like he talked, like uh, we understand that there is Yahweh Elohim and Yahshua. These three are one. And in order for us to understand him, we couldn't understand him in this pure spirit state. So what he had to do was come down in Yahweh Elohim. And then later on, he was showing him, he gave Moses a vision and he showed him up here in Exodus on the Mount. He showed him this tabernacle pattern, you see? And then later on that self same Yahweh Elohim walked down the face of the earth as Yahshua. And these three being one, could we get over there where um, uh, Moses was on top of Mount Sinai first and how he was pulled, how he was at the burning bush. Let's start there. That's Exodus 24 and one. Exodus mm -hmm. three, Dr. Nelson. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Go ahead and read, Dr. Lewis. Exodus three and one, King James Version. 
Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of Elohim, even to Horeb. Mm-hmm. And the angel of Yahweh appeared unto him out of the flame of fire, out of the midst of a bush, excuse me. <clears throat> and he looked and behold, the bush burned with fire and the bush was not consumed. That's right. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight while uh, the bush is not burned. Now, the first thing we have here with Yahweh is what he's doing is, is that he's trying to show himself to, to Moses. Moses was actually brought up in Egypt. And he was he was a prince, a king. He had nobility out there. And at that particular point, he got into uh, he saw two uh, Hebrews. Uh, he saw an Egyptian uh, smiting a Hebrew and he ended up killing that Egyptian. And when he knew that it was known that he had killed this Egyptian, he fleed and he went out into into the uh, wilderness. And at that point, he started herding sheep and he was on the backside of this bush. And see, Yahweh set him up from the beginning to see something, to, to, to work a purpose. See, it wasn't Moses's idea. It was Yahshua putting this all in purpose in the beginning. That's the same thing the previous speaker was talking about. There's nothing that's happening haphazardly. Everything is going according to Yahshua's pattern. So what he did was he brought Moses out here and he said, listen, I got to show you. I'm going to show Moses something here. And he had this bush and it was burning but it wasn't being consumed. So the first thing that Moses says is, let me turn aside to see this great sight. And that's what we're doing right here without a vision. See, Yahweh's showing us something. Let's turn aside our own concepts, my opinions, my thoughts on it and see this great sight. And once Yahweh saw, go ahead, he turned aside. And the angel of Yahweh appeared unto him out of the flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked and behold, the bush burned with fire and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight why the bush is not burnt. Mm -hmm. And when Yahweh saw that he turned aside to see, Elohim called unto him out of the midst of the bush Mm -hmm. and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. So that is what Yahweh, these things that's going on in these scriptures are for us, for an understanding to show how Yahshua works. He right. says he doesn't change. He's been doing this from the beginning. You see, given a vision, you know that a bush in the desert, not burning, not being consumed is a phenomenal thing. He was having a vision at that time, you see. And when Yahweh showed him saw that he turned aside. And he had to think, let me turn aside and understand why this bush isn't burning. Yahweh called his name. And that's what he's doing with us right now. Yana, Quincy, Atu, Lauren. Hey, here am I. Go ahead. That's right. Mm -hmm. And Moses said, I'm sorry, fourth verse. And when Yahweh saw that he turned aside to see, Elohim called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, here am I. Mm-hmm. And he said, draw not nigh hither, put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. <laughs> Moreover, right. he said, I am the Elohim of thy father, the Elohim of Abraham, the Elohim of Isaac, and the Elohim of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon Elohim. That's right. And Yahweh said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people, which are in Egypt, 
Mm-hmm. And have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land, and a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey, mm-hmm. unto the place of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Prejudites, and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me. Mm-hmm. And I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Now, let me stop you there. I'm sorry, Lauren. So what Yahshua was doing there is he's letting them know what he's taught, what he's getting ready to do. He says, I see the affliction that my people are in. He says that he's going to deliver those people out of the hands of the Egyptians. So they're down there in bondage right now, calling. They, they want to come out of that bondage. And he's telling Moses what the plan is, what he's going to do. And go ahead. And then not only that, he gave him a name. He said, I'm the Elohim mm-hmm. of Isaac, the Elohim of Jacob. See, he was giving him who he is. You know what I'm saying? Because there was many gods out there. There was many names, many, many folks out there that people were worshiping. But Yahweh was the one that was going to be the deliverer, the comforter. Go ahead. 10th verse. I'm sorry, 11th verse. And Moses said unto Elohim, who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, certainly I will be with thee. That's right. And this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee when thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt. Mm-hmm. You should serve Elohim upon this mountain. Right. Now, are we close to where he asked um, when, when he was given his name? Yes. That's the okay, go ahead. And Moses said unto Elohim, behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, right. and shall say unto them, the Elohim of your fathers have sent me unto you, <laughs> and they right. shall say to me, what is his name? What shall I say unto them? Right, because there was all kinds of different gods. Elohim is a divine title that Yahweh Himself gave Himself. You see, so that's the that 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 wasn't His. That's not the name. He's asking, "What is your name?" Go ahead. Mm-hmm. And Elohim said unto Moses, "Aya Asher Aya." He said, and "Aya Asher Aya." Go ahead. And he said, "Thus shalt I say unto the children of Israel, I will be have sent me unto you." That's right. And Elohim said, moreover unto Moses, thus shalt I say unto the children of Israel, that Yahweh Elohim of your fathers. That's right. The Elohim of Abraham. The Elohim of Abraham. Mm -hmm. The Elohim of Isaac. That's right. And the Elohim of Jacob. That's right. me unto you. Mm -hmm. This is my name forever. Uh This is my memorial unto all generations. Now, when we get down to this, we say, listen here. In some, in some Bibles, and there it has God. And then he has God, what's your name? But mind you, that is not the correct name. That's not even a name. That's a title. So Yahweh Elohim is the one who's doing this. You see what I'm saying? And this is my name forever. So he just made sure. See, we're going to cut out all of our concepts. See, I think, I think that we should be able to preach and study whatever we want to study it's a free world we can just do that but that's not what Yahweh said he said only have one name and he said and that name is the only name and then he went on to say my what else did he say when he he went on to say more even to that go ahead 
He said, this is my, my name memorial. forever. That's right. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. I'll read the last verse again. Mm -hmm. And that's 15th verse. Right. And Elohim said, moreover unto Moses, mm -hmm. thus shalt I say unto the children of Israel. That's right. Yahweh Elohim of your fathers. That's right. Elohim of Abraham. Right. Elohim of Isaac and the Elohim of Jacob. That's correct. Sent me unto you. Mm -hmm. This is my name forever. This is my name forever. Uh-huh. And this is my memorial unto all generations. And this is my memorial unto all generations. So he didn't just stop there. He went on and said to all generations. So we have no excuse, you see? <clears throat> and then could you jump over where he demonstrates Ayah, Asher, Ayah? Because some people, because that particular uh, term has been missed translated it really means i will be what i will to be not i am that i am so he says i will be you see that means he wills to be whatever he wants to be and then he gave an example of that could you go over there and jump over where he starts telling uh, uh moses with his rod and and to put his hands in his bosom and so forth he's giving that's him nice. examples mm -hmm. that's exit four and one mm -hmm. and moses answered and said but behold, they will not believe me nor hearken unto my voice. That's right. For they will say, Yahweh hath not appeared unto thee. Mm -hmm. And Yahweh said unto him, what is that in thy hand? Mm -hmm. And he said, a rod. Mm -hmm. And he said, cast it on the ground. And he cast it on the ground. Mm -hmm. And it became a serpent. And Moses fled from before it. Right. And Yahweh said unto Moses, put forth thy hand and take it by the tail. That's right. And he put forth his hand and caught it and it became mm -hmm. a rod in his hand. That's right. That Go they ahead. may believe mm -hmm. that Yahweh Elohim of their fathers, mm -hmm. the Elohim of Abraham, mm -hmm. the Elohim of Isaac and the Elohim of Jacob hath appeared unto thee. That's right. And Yahweh the said furthermore unto him, put now thy hand into thy bosom. Mm -hmm. And he put his hand into his bosom. Mm -hmm. And when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous as snow. Mm -hmm. And he said, put thy hand into thy bosom again. And he put his hand into his bosom again mm -hmm. and plucked it out of his mm -hmm. bosom. And behold, it was turned again as his other flesh. That's right. And it should come to pass if they will not believe thee nor hearken to the voice of the first side, mm -hmm. that they will believe the voice of the latter side. That's right. He gave him examples. See, he's telling him, I'm with you. I'm going to be the one doing this. See, I can be health and I can be disease. I can be the rod or I can be a serpent. And then he told him to pick it up by the tail. And that's what we're doing here in this gospel is picking that serpent up by the tail, T-A-L-E, you see, and showing the reality and the truth through this gospel. Could you um, go ahead? So when Moses went down there, he didn't give him guns or all AKs or anything else, knives and all that. He went down there with the word of Yahshua Messiah and his name and a rod. And he went through there and tore Egypt up. He tore every single concept because Egypt, all they had all kinds of different beliefs. They believed in, you know, um, uh, the, the water where will give you um, the ability to, to have children or to reproduce or whatever. They had all kinds of different gods down there. And in those gods and down in there, what he did was he tore every single one of those concepts and opinions. That's what he was doing when he went out there letting out those devastating plagues. 
But the bottom line is I don't want to stay on. It's been a while. I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to have anything to say. But what I was, what Yahweh has had on my heart and mind lately is the fact that definitely have to study more have to put all your energy and 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 trust in Yahshua because this create everything around us is just falling down he's tearing this part this apart and the only strength that we will have is in Yahshua Messiah when Moses went down there and did and <coughs> delivered those children when Yahshua delivered them using Moses he did that he delivered those kids those people out of there and how he did it is by the blood of the lamb you see that blood that he had them down there in Egypt, it had to be put on the inside of their door. It had to be four points of blood. They had to give a, get a lamb that was out spot, spot and without blemish. And what he told them to do was they had to pierce that lamb inside. They had to drain the blood. They had to totally consume that lamb. And the parts they could not eat, they couldn't eat anymore. They had to, they had to, to totally consume it with fire. You see, so it was nothing left of that lamb. He had to put it on the upper, that blood of that lamb on the upper post of your, of the, of that door and on the two side posts and the basin held the blood at the bottom. And he had to swat, swat, hit that door. You see what I'm saying? The same thing they did. And that testified to Yasha Messiah, how he died, how he buried, how he resurrected. See, when he died, they pierced that, he, they pierced the Messiah in the side. Out came blood and water. You see, Yahshua was killed because he is the true lamb you see and not only that we had to have him in us that is the comforter he's the only comfort and strength that we have he has to be in us so that's the comfort you see that's the blood of the lamb being in you you ain't got to sit here and take crackers and grape juice Yahweh said we ain't got to do it. it ain't physical it ain't physical it's a spiritual thing you see and he has to be in us and then not only does he have to be in us we have to hear his voice we have to know our father you see just like we know our physical father by name and we know him he might have an inheritance for us if we don't know our father and we don't know his name how are we gonna inherit eternal life you see so we turn around right here with Yahshua he's giving us eternal life how he says this is my name not only do you have my name but now you have my purpose a plan you see you understand that everything goes according to the purpose and plan of Yahshua Messiah everything. And the way he did it, it didn't happen haphazardly. It wasn't something that was out of order that they just did on their own. Or we decided we're going to take these Egyptians and put them in bondage. There's a pattern and a plan that Yahshua did this. You see, there's nothing happening haphazardly. Yahshua is in control of it all. He controls what's going on. You see, all of it is all good because guess what? It's going to make us stronger in him and and allow us to see more of what he's doing. And what that's going to do is give us strength, you see? So the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, is Yahweh being in us now, not later. And with those few words, I want to say hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Very much, Dr. Campbell. I enjoyed that. And once again, we really do want to say welcome to everyone and glad you're able to join. For our next speaker of the afternoon, we're happy to call also from our Southfield, Michigan branch, Dr. Dejanay Alexander. Dr. Alexander? Hi, good um, afternoon. Mm -hmm. I figured I'd be called. <laughs> um, so 
I want to make this very short and brief. Um, so um, Yashua has been showing me a lot of things lately, um, showing me that I need to focus on him more and that um, everything that we're going through is for a reason um, and that I need to focus on him more and call on him more. Um, and I'm just glad to be here today. And I know I need to focus more on my studies and I'm just happy to be here. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Dr. Alexander. Short, but very sweet. I appreciate that. And for our next speaker of the afternoon, we're also happy to call from our Southfield Michigan class, Dr. Clarissa Pickens. Dr. Pickens. Good evening, class. Um, yeah. I enjoyed the remarks of the previous speaker and uh, like them, I am also glad to be here. Um, and I guess I just have a testimony. I'm just, when I logged on this afternoon, I, um, I just want to give all thanks to Yahshua the Messiah who put the desire, I'm not even going to say desire, if it wasn't for him just going to Zoom and clicking on the link and joining. I just thank him for that because I truly know it isn't me. Clarissa would go about doing her Sunday do, you know, routine. And I know it was him to just push the Zoom and allow me to join to hear this great gospel. And um, I've been caregiving for my dad for the past few months and um, it's had me in and out or whatever. But when I have the opportunity, I'm just so thankful that um, he just continues to put the desire and just cause me to join in when I, when I, whenever I can. Um, I know this is the only true place. Um, one of the speakers was talking about the name uh, and it said, let every breath, can someone grab that scripture? Is every, with every breath, you praise Yahweh. I know I messed that up, but. Psalms 150 and 6, Dr. Nelson, haven't grabbed it yet. That's Psalms 150 and 6. Let everything that have breath praise ye Yahweh. Let everything that have grace praise Yahweh. And during this time, you know, caregiving for my uh, dad and the nurses and doctors come and, you know, they'd say, breathe in, you know, take a deep breath in and out. And my dad is a, a Christian, you know, he believes in Jesus, Lord God and, and Jesus Christ. But when he, every time he takes that, his breathe in and breathe out, he, and when I first heard him do it, I'm like, is he playing with me? You know, what is this? But he naturally went, and it was just confirmation that Yahweh said, let every man um, 
say that one more time, uh, Dr. L Dr. Lewis. Psalms 115, 6. Let everything that has breath praise Yahweh. Praise Yahweh. Yes, and I just thought it was so beautiful to, um, I, I believe he came to class many, many, many years ago. Um, but, you know, and, and so he still chooses to, to do the Lord God and Jesus Christ. But when I heard him inhale and exhale and praise in the name Yahweh, regardless of what he feels on the inside, it was just a beautiful thing. And it was just confirmation to me that we truly, I am truly in the right place. And with those few words, I like to say hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Dr. Pickens. It's good to have you here always. And for our next speaker of the afternoon, we're also happy to call from our Southfield Michigan class, Dr. Lauren Lewis. Dr. Lewis? I'd like to say good morning to the class. Good morning. Uh, and I uh, enjoyed our previous speakers immensely. Um, some people we haven't had an opportunity to hear from in a while. Um, so praise Yahshua, thankful mm -hmm. that um, um, that he has kept every last one of us and continues to keep the brethren. Mm -hmm. um, if we can go back over in the scripture lesson, um, and mm -hmm. I don't want all of it read, you could just start at... Um, go to First um, Timothy 1. 11 through uh, 17. That's first. And then someone else get the, um, I'm sorry, Dr. Nelson. Um, I can't remember. I just forgot where it's at. Rhonda, if you can remember where it's at, uh, it's that scripture I got not too long ago, but it talks about he who uh, began a work in you will perform it until, oh gosh, yeah. I can't remember. Got it. it Okay, thank you. <laughs> I have a brain fart. Okay, so if you can go ahead, Dr. Nelson. First Timothy's 1 and 11. Mm -hmm. According to the glorious gospel of the blessed Elohim, which was committed to my trust. Is this what you wanted? Okay. It is, but I'm thinking that may that mm -hmm. it started one and read, read quickly. Yes, okay. Okay. First Corinthians 1 and 1. Paul, an apostle of Yahshua the Messiah, by the commandment of our Savior, Yahshua the Messiah, which is our hope. Mm -hmm. Unto Timothy, my own son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from Yahweh our Father and Yahshua the Messiah. Now, this As is I the same Paul. I'm sorry, I'm just going to interrupt you for a second. This is the same Paul that was knocked down the road of Damascus at one point in time that persecuted the assembly of Yahshua the Messiah. And Yahshua knocked him down, gave him a vision, blinded him. I believe it was for three days, right? Everything according to the pattern, okay? Took his sight away and um, called him um, a persecutor. Mm -hmm. And he says, why do you persecute? And he says, I don't persecute you. Mm -hmm. uh, this is not the way I was going. I wasn't planning on going anyway, but hold where you're at. Grab real quick over there um, where he knocks Paul down um, in Acts. And anybody else that wants to jump in and help Dr. Nelson and Dr. Hamilton would be appreciated. Mm -hmm. All right, if you could just go over to Acts where Paul was knocked down. Oh, okay. I believe it's 
it's not the 11th or maybe I'm thinking something else. That's X nine and nine. one. Okay. And you. Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of Yahweh, went into the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined around about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Mm -hmm. And he said, who art thou? And Yahshua said, I am Yahshua, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Mm -hmm. And he trembling and astonished, and he trembling and astonished said, Master, what wilt thou have me to do? And Yahshua said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and mm -hmm. it shall be told thee what thou must do. Right. Now, this is the vision that Yahweh had given to Paul. And mm -hmm. he knocked him down on the road to Damascus. And as that scripture just started, it says that he went to these high priests and he sought letters to go to Damascus. And if he found any in the way that's preaching this Yahshua, the Messiah, mm -hmm. they could be killed. You see, and this is just a repeat, you know, it's always been like that. But then Yahweh took someone who was considered a persecutor. He says, why persecutest thou me? He says, I haven't, Yahshua. He says, I haven't, I haven't persecuted you. And I think it's in another area. He says, you persecute the least of them, you persecute me. So now those ones that were preaching that gospel, he had put out to have them killed. But Yahweh, three Yahshua the Messiah in this vision, converted Paul, knocked him down, took away his sight, and gave him new eyes to see. And we know when we come into this, this class, as we said, we learn to read again. We learn to see again. You know, the things that we saw before, it don't read the same or whatever. You know, there has a change that has taken place. You see him saying Yahweh has made a change with us. So what is that change? So now this same Paul, who was a persecutor, now over here in 1 Timothy, and that's why you see a lot of Paul's writings. If you go and look at him at the very beginning, he'll say, I, the prisoner of Yahshua, or I, who I was called. You know, and I was this, 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 but now I'm the least, this, this, this. Now, the reason why he has that testimony is because Yahshua knocked him down, That's showed right. him that it wasn't nothing about what you thought you knew. You're not smarter than Yahshua. You don't know. You can't rile up against Yahshua. Or like someone said a couple of weeks ago, when they were talking about Adam and Eve in that garden, how they hid themselves. You know, and they told Yahweh, we heard you walking in the pool in the garden and we hid ourselves because we, we heard you coming. Who's going to hide from the eyes of Yahweh? Right. You see, that's a scripture that says that, that Yahweh's eyes are in all places, mm -hmm. beholding good and evil. So then what does that tell us? Or what should that tell us? Those who are called, just like Paul, he says it in first Timothy, and we're going to read that. He talked about how he was called. So now Yahweh, through Yahshua the Messiah and this glorious gospel or evangel, has called us. 
All right, so he's called us and he's given us an understanding. So are you telling me the same Yahshua that's able to seal Paul, change his whole mind, and mm -hmm. have him go against what he previously has known and, and receive this gospel is the same one that is calling us? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. This is the same Yahweh whose eyes are in all places beholding good and evil. So he knows our rising and our falling. He knows our insignificant things about us. He knows the number of the hairs on our head. That's right. He knows what you're feeling. He knows what you're thinking. He knows what you're going through. He knows the place that you're in. That's right. Yahshua is awesome. Yes. Now, a lot of people know that I had a car accident last year. And in this car, this is, I've been in little fenders and benders over my time of driving. But this car accident is a car accident that has wreaked damage to me physically. I've never experienced anything like that. So just recently, I had reconstruction surgery on my ankle. It was one of the areas that was damaged in this accident. <clears throat> and so sitting in, in this, this, this recovery, they say, don't you put any pressure on this foot for eight weeks. Okay. You know, um, that new beginning, I think I look at these numbers when you're in these positions and you see these things, Yahweh's purpose manifests in so many different things. Don't, don't, don't put this weight on it. Now, Yahweh knows me. He knows my hangups and every little issue I got. I'm pretty sure no one needs to tell you what your issues are. You already know what they are better than anyone. Yes, ma'am. And I can't sit. It's hard to be still. Now think of this spiritually, because all of it manifests something spiritually. Can't sit still. It's hard to be still. What did those children of Israel had to do back there when they came to that mm -hmm. Red Sea? They, they had still. to be still. That's right. And once they were still, then they saw the salvation of Yahweh. That's right. They didn't see it before then. See, when you doing and trying to make it work, I got to make it work. I got to do this. That's the thing that is known of me. I don't sit for anything. If it got to get done, I'm going to get up and do it. I'm the head of my household. You know, a lot of people know that. I just, my mother says it all the time. You don't stop. You just now I'm at a place where I can't do and sit you all the way down. So now this is the way the negative spirit operates. He's not getting us with Lord God and Jesus Christ. We've said that over the years, right? So he'll get you with every little thing that you got that is a thing in you. Me, I can't sit, I can't be still. So during this time, and you're in this recovery, you're in this pain, you really can't do many things for yourself because you can't walk. So now I feel depressed and low. And I was having this conversation with my mom. We were talking about just these things or being in this um, type of state. <clears throat> and it was a transcript. I can't remember which one it was. I read some time ago. I don't know if it was a lecture. But Dr. Kinley had made reference, and this is not verbatim, <laughs> so, but he had made a reference um, about those negative spirits or, you know, demons that were in bodies back then. 
and he says in the bible he says we just they went you know call, you know they'd be possessed of this devil or this demon or or whatever like that this negative spirit and dr kinley says nowadays we call it depression and bipolar and schizophrenia he said but back then he called it being possessed with the devil and i thought about that the negative spirit will use anything to make you sidetrack from yahweh so while i'm in a funk i'm not thinking about yahweh when we're in this flustered state where you have that day and everything is going wrong it takes your mind off of where it should be at but the mercy of yahweh is that through that process just like what clarissa just said it's yahweh that made her click on zoom do you know how many times that has happened to me i've literally said i'm not going to be on class tonight mm -hmm. or i'm tired we do class three days a week me during felicia i'm tired and then it's sitting right in there doing class now i know just like clarissa said that is not of me because lauren would take a break That's lauren me. wouldn't do it so i look at what paul says and read these scriptures and be like wow yahweh really did something for him but paul said he was called of yahshua right hasn't yahshua called us is this a different Yahshua than the Yahshua that was working with Paul? No, it is not. So that conviction that Paul had is the same that we must have. Because the Holy Spirit has been given to us as a gift. So over there in 1 Timothy, read what Paul says, read on down real quick. And 11 through 17 is what I really want. I was at the third verse. Would you like for me to start there? Yep, just keep where you're at. Mm -hmm. As I besought, that's 1 Timothy 1 and 3. Mm -hmm. As I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus when I went into Macedonia, that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine. They don't teach. No, this is what Paul said. Now, this is back then. Mm -hmm. And wonder why we have the things that go on. This is nothing new under the sun. We heard that before. Yes. This story is a repeat. Mm -hmm. That's what Yahweh said. He said he's going to overturn. He's going to overturn his whole purpose so that we can see what it is that he's doing and that we're not consumed. He's letting us know what he's doing. He's following saying it's the same story. So back here, you had some that wanted to teach another doctrine. And so Paul is saying, charging them not to teach any other doctrine. Read on. Neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies. I got a friend that would tell me, Lauren, how you feeling today? Um, a little nauseous, you know, the pain medicine, blah, blah. Okay, well, because you're a Gemini, your astrological sign is X, Y, Z, this. Right. You would normally feel a nausea feeling on the new moon rising. Oh, what the what? fables and mm. endless genealogies and astrological things mm. all this stuff see we don't want to give heed to that read mm. on which minister questions rather than you see that that's why it ministers questions rather than edifying of the body through faith mm -hmm. that's right read on now the end of the commandment is love out of a pure heart. 
mm-hmm. and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned. Mm-hmm. From which some having served have turned aside unto vain jaggling. It says some has swerved. I mean, you didn't came right off course. Mm-hmm. Read on. Desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say nor whereof they affirm. And why is that a problem? Because we learn that there's only one teacher, which is the Holy Spirit. Read on. But we know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully. Mm-hmm. Knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient. Did you hear that? The law wasn't made for a righteous man. Now, isn't that the number one thing they tell you out there in the world, Christian Zoom? You know, that's how they show their righteousness in piety is by them supposedly keeping this 10th commandment law. Mm-hmm. Now, so I keep this Ten Commandment law and I'm righteous, but that's not what the scripture said. Right. It said the law wasn't for a righteous man. It's another place that says that the law was to point out sin and made sin exceedingly simple. Right. It's just like that stop sign that's out there right in front of your house or the corner. You see, if there's no stop sign there and someone drives right through it, there's no conscious issues. There's no one looking around to see if there's a cop because they haven't broken a law. Mm-hmm. But once you put that stop sign there and someone runs through it, now the conscience is condemned mm-hmm. because they've broken the law. Mm-hmm. Read on. Knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for sinners, mm-hmm. for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for mm-hmm. manslayers, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, mm-hmm. for men stillers, for liars, for perjured persons, and if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound, sound doctrine. doctrine. That's what they said the law was made for. Remember, that was it showed forth that sin. And Yahshua coming in, having to be the only one that can deliver us from that sin or from where we fell back there with man in the garden, Adam. You see what I'm saying? So now it says, there anyone that's contrary to sound doctrine? That's what this this law was for. It wasn't made for a righteous man. And then when that law came forth, it showed you that it was nothing you can do to work upon your salvation. That the only way you would be saved is that you had to have someone something come in and die for you mm-hmm. just like they had that tabernacle pattern back here in the wilderness of sinai you know and that tabernacle pattern was instructed for them to um <clears throat> was constructed out of here in this wilderness of sinai and that 10 commandment law was given to them and if they broke any one of those laws any one of them we know it wasn't just the 10 it was 600 and what, 300 ordinances that went with it. So they had hundreds of these things that they had to keep and remember. If they broke one, they broke them all. That's right. And so when they did that, they had to be, bring a sacrifice, excuse me, to die for them so that they didn't die. So that's typifying the true sacrifice, as I believe it says on one of these charts, Yahshua, our Passover. We know that lamb back there, that Passover lamb was a sacrifice. 
And here it says, Joshua, our Passover is sacrificed for us. He's the true lamb, as it says here, the lamb of Yahweh. He's the only acceptable sacrifice. Mm -hmm. He was only acceptable at sacrifice then. He's definitely the only acceptable sacrifice now. Right. We're not going to worship this one, worship that one, and we all meet up in heaven. That's a figment of your imagination. That's right. And it will send you straight to hell. That's not how it is. That's not how it is in your house. Your kids can't walk around calling you any, just any and everything. They can't come up in your house running amok. So this creation and everything is Yahweh's house. We are mm -hmm. his children. We can't come up in here running amok saying we're going to do whatever we want to do. That's right. How does that fare in your house with your children? It don't work. You know, I was just thinking, the, the, the veer off for just a second, I was chastising my daughter the other day and was telling her, I don't know why you do some of these things. I'm going to always find out, <laughs> you know? Um, and I thought about that, you know, and, I, and whenever I chastise, I always say, you know, and, and don't do that because Yahweh doesn't like it either or whatever. Give her a different way of thinking about it. And so when I thought about what it was she was doing, I already knew what her intention was before she did it. And Yahweh showed me in that, that us, the physical parent is a manifestation of him, what he has done in the spirit. There is not one thing that your children do that you don't know about, or you have not already done yourself. You see? It's a true parent. That's why they can't never make a move without you knowing what's going on. It's the same way with Yahweh. He's the parent. And that's what I try to get my daughter to understand. You know, you were in me for nine months. I know everything about you. Yahweh is our builder. He's the builder and maker. He knows everything about us, our comings and our goings. <clears throat> we cannot hide from the presence of Yahweh. And thankfully so. That's a good thing. <clears throat> All right, keep on reading, and I want to go over to the next scripture. Mm -hmm. 11th verse, mm -hmm. according to the glorious gospel of the blessed Yahweh, which was committed to my trust. And I thank the Messiah, our Savior, who have enabled me for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry, <laughs> who was before a blasphemer That's and a right. persecutor and, a, and injurious but I obtain mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. Now the 12th verse, because I want you to go up back mm -hmm. again. He says, I thank Yahshua the Messiah, our savior, who has enabled me. Mm. Now remember Paul was a persecutor. Mm. Yahweh enabled him right. to receive this gospel, to be able to preach it in righteousness. You can't do it unless Yahweh enables you, equips you with it. Right. You can't do it. And he's saying for that, in that, he counted him faithful. That's right. And he put him in the ministry. Isn't that what Yahweh's doing to us? Yes. You're no different than Paul. That's what he's telling me. What is their conviction? Where did that conviction come from? The Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit 
that is in you and I. Read on. Mm -hmm. Who was before a blasphemer. Paul says before I was a blasphemer, I was a liar, I was a persecutor, I was injurious, I was all these things. So were we. Mm -hmm. Read on. But I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly. Wait a minute. I worked upon my salvation? No. He said he obtained mercy. Just was merciful. Gave us grace. An unmerited favor. Nothing we did. Read on. Because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. There it is. Mm -hmm. Ignorantly. And Yahweh, isn't it in that scripture? Time of this ignorance, Yahweh winked at. Yes. But there was a time that he called all men to repent. He came to Paul and he caused him. He said, now Paul, this is your time to repent. So Paul had to go and turn from what he was before. Mm -hmm. And turn to Yahshua. It's the same thing, you guys. It's the same gospel. It's the same Yahshua. He's called us. So we must turn away and repent and come unto Yahshua. Read on. And the grace of our Savior was exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Yahshua the Messiah. Mm -hmm. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Yahshua the Messiah came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. I love this scripture. This is the whole reason we read this whole scripture for scripture mm -hmm. lesson, just for that verse. It says, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation mm -hmm. that our savior, Yahshua, his sole purpose was to come in to save sinners. That's right. <laughs> That's, That's beautiful. Right. <laughs> you think about that. This whole thing was just for him to save you. And Paul said, of whom I'm chief. That's how we say there's no big eyes, no little U's. He talked about there earlier in that scripture. We got all these teachers who need to be taught again. It's, not, it's only one teacher. That's Yahshua the Messiah. Read on. How be it for this cause I obtain mercy. That in me first, Yahshua the Messiah might show forth all long suffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. He said, me first, look, because they knew who Paul was. They knew what he was about. And Yahweh took Paul and changed him. Yes. And Paul was an example to those. They were able to listen. It's one thing to heal a man physically but you heal a man spiritually he's been his mind has been changed his mm. heart has been changed mm -hmm. you think those people didn't see that so, paul all he had to do was get letters and you was on the death road mm -hmm. they saw the power that yahweh did this is this the same man the persecuted right. he's talking now about the death burial and resurrection of yahshua the messiah he didn't even walk with Yahshua the Messiah. He's an apostle. Mm, that's right. He didn't see what the disciples saw. Not like that. Not like they did. But he still saw the vision. Yahweh gave him a vision. Mm -hmm. Showed him something. 
We isn't this a vision? Isn't this what we say? We're sitting here, these charts in front of a vision. That's right. So he's giving he's giving us a vision. As Yahweh said that in the scriptures, it says so uh um a wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. What was that that little silly movie that just came out? This is the end. They all looking for the comet to come down. And it was just right. this dark, funny comedy. <laughs> They want to see a sign. Oh, this is the end of the world. We don't believe that. Show us something big. The boom out of the sky. Remember that rich man that died? He says, just send Moses to my people. Mm -hmm. And if you send Moses, they will believe. I mean, I send Lazarus. Yeah. Then they will believe that, listen, they need to repent. And then what it said in the scripture and turn mm -hmm. away from what they're doing. And Yahweh said, look, you got Moses and the prophets. You got the law and the testimony. If you can't or they can't hear that, well, they're not going to believe Moses or if one comes down from heaven. Yeah. This is the gospel, that law, that testimony, the death, the burial, the resurrection. That's what's sealing us. That's the gospel. That's the kingdom that Yahweh is, has brought us into. Read on. 17 verse. Now unto the king eternal, immortal, invisible, <laughs> the only wise Elohim, be honor and glory forever and ever. This just, You can stop right there. Now he just went in and said how Yahshua the Messiah is long suffering, patient as he's been with all of us how he's brought him unto this great gospel, this glorious gospel, and made him part of the ministry. And the same king who's eternal, he's immortal. This is who we, this is Yahshua the Messiah is talking about. He's eternal, he's immortal. He doesn't die. He's, you can't find no ending to him because he's eternal. He's invisible. And he's the only wise Elohim. That's who we serve. Yes. It's Yahshua the Messiah. See, Yahshua put that on my mind, put that in when I felt I was in this sad space. Oh, I can't, and I can't. But now he's giving me the opportunity. We're going through the textbook. I sit there, I find myself restless. Open it up. Read it. Look, and I start doing little silly things. Just read a page, Lauren. Just read a page. The moment you feel like that, open up, read a page. I don't have like this real study pattern as some people do. And I open up and read the page and I looked up and a whole hour passed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I wasn't thinking about anything that aggravated me. Or he'll have brethren come in and minister to, to you right at that moment. Oh. I'm telling you, Yahshua is awesome. Yes. And the only thing that he has required of us is our obedience, our attention and faithfulness right. to love Yahweh with our whole heart and our whole mind, That's right. our whole spirit, our whole soul, yes. our whole body, which is his. He asks us for nothing else. Everybody else wants something from me. Yahshua was 
Listen, said his yoke is easy. His burden is light. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Learn of Yahshua. Learn the death, burial, resurrection. Learn the conviction that had those like Timothy and Paul. What had them so convicted? It's not a different Yahshua. That's right. It's the same Yahshua. That's what he's showing me. It's the same spirit. That power within. Tap with it. How, how does that come? It's the exercise. And this thing that's getting on, speaking, it's not about us. Us getting, when we have in-person classes, getting up on the floor, speaking, it's not about us. It's just like anything else. It's exercising. That's how you become fit in the gospel. Isn't that how you become fit physically? You got to exercise. Yahshua has put this Holy Spirit in us and is being formed like a woman that's with child. Someone get that scripture that I mentioned from the beginning and I'll be down, let it for the last speaker. Take the last two minutes to read that scripture. Now I know many people will take this scripture in, in different ways and, um, and you can read it and it have different principles. But every time when I first heard the scripture, it made me think, you know, that work that Yahweh began in us is he's going to finish and complete. That promise that he's given us, the promise of the Holy Spirit, he's not slack concerning it. Read that scripture for me. There's Philippians 1 and I'll start at 3. I thank my Elohim upon every remembrance of you always in every prayer of mine for you all making requests for joy with joy mm -hmm. for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now being confident of this very thing mm -hmm. that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Yahshua the Messiah this is the same Paul the same Paul and he says he thanks Yahweh upon every remembrance of you that this same good work that he begun in us he's going to perform it he's not slack concerning his promise i'm thankful that yahshua has given me this understanding i'm thankful that he has given me this gospel i ask him to continue to be long-suffering but i do not want to frustrate the grace of yahweh I'm asking him that if you put it on my mind, give me the will to do it. Give me the ability to be obedient and to trust in you. Yashin was not requiring much of us. I'm thankful for what he's done. And with that, I'll say thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Dr. Lewis. We really enjoyed that. And it was um it was timely and, and needed. Uh, we all needed to hear that. Um, and for our um, next speaker of the afternoon, we're happy to also call from our Southfield, Michigan branch, Dr. Rhonda Brazil. Dr. Brazil. Good morning or afternoon now, right? Good afternoon. Can everyone hear me? Yes. yes. Well, I guess I'm not gonna be reading. Um, well, I can read. I just get up, just poking. Fun. Mm -hmm. But 
It has been an absolutely joyous class. This has been a beautiful, beautiful class. And I thank Yashra that I was able to be here because I wasn't thinking to be here this morning. As the previous speakers have talked about how Yahweh has to lead and guide you. I was thinking maybe I should be somewhere else. And if I had been there, I wouldn't have attended here or heard these things this morning. So I'm grateful to Yahweh that I heard these things this morning and it further encouraged me and in, in, in the faith of Yahshua Messiah. I want to let you know that what Yahweh is doing with us, brethren, is so magnificent and beautiful. You may think you're in the doldrums of despair. You may think, and you may be, and you may think that this time that you're going through is rough. But that scripture, and I, I actually want to pick it back up. Ah, I have yeah. it right here. <laughs> I just read it again. Because <laughs> I was just, you know. So I'm going to start at one. Because we started yeah. three. We just might as well start at one. This is uh, Philippians 1 and 1. Paul and Timothy, the servants of Yahshua the Messiah, to all the sons in Yahshua the Messiah, which are at Philippi. Mm -hmm. with the bishops and deacons grace be unto you and peace from Elohim our father and from our savior Yahshua Messiah I thank my Elohim upon every remembrance of you always in every prayer of mine for you all making requests with joy I want to talk about that joy for a minute when we get mm -hmm. back to this mm -hmm. for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now being confident of this very thing, confident of this very thing, mm. that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of our Savior, Yahshua Messiah. Even as it is meet for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my bonds and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, Ye all are partakers of my grace. And that's what I heard today. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I heard today. The strength, the grace, the growth that Yahweh is demonstrating in us all at these end times is awesome. That's right. I had it. Uh, I I related to brethren recently about the lecture that Dr. Chuck Weber gave. Chuck Web Weber is one of our brethren. He's hearing impaired, you know him. And but he can he speaks. He 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 hears by hearing aid, but he and he speaks. And when he was in Southfield, not I don't know, must have been some years back now, but when he was telling us about how he was getting into the planting of fruit trees, he was planting trees and he took a course on it. You know, he went and uh, they were offering a course and he took the course about how to properly plant and care for your trees. And so he listened to the course and he went up to the instructor on the course. He went to the teacher, the professor was teaching him and he told the professor, all the things he thought he was doing right. 
It's so funny about this planting the fruit trees. And so like the previous speaker talked about, we get to thinking we're going to get in there and do something. I'm going to do this. I'm going to tack this. I'm going to work this out. You see? And you think you're doing the right way, right? Now, this is what the professor told him about all the things he was doing. He said to the professor, he said, I dug the, he the hole for the tree real nice and deep. And I put, um, and I, I took all the sticks out, and the stones that were in there, cleaned it out real good. The professor said, now you don't want to do that. He said, you want to leave the sticks and, and the stones that are in the hole in there, just like that. He said, because that helps anchor the roots of the tree. Mm. Now you didn't, you didn't think it. You thought you were going to clean it up real nice and neat, but it's got to be, it's got to have anchor in there, stones and sticks, you know? And he said, oh, okay. Okay. He said, well, I was thinking, you know, you know, when I um, plant the tree that I'm going to fertilize it and, and keep it, you know, um, well fed and moisturized. And, and, and the professor said, now you don't want to do that. <laughs> what we there's a way that we think is right, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm, <laughs> and in a way that, that's totally right. backwards. Like, like <laughs> it was so funny. Like the previous speaker says, stand still. Yahweh says, stand still. He didn't say help out. He says, stand still. <laughs> Just be still. <laughs> and so when um he told the professor that, the professor said, No, you don't want to do that. You want to leave the tree alone. Let it go through its cycles. He said, because the tree will not bear its fruit until it is stressed. Mm. <laughs> when Chuck Weber said uh -huh. that, I said, Eureka, that's uh -huh. why all this stuff is happening. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yep. That is right. <laughs> that's how that fruit of the spirit has to come forth. You gotta be stressed. Mm. <laughs> So what the previous speakers have talked about, and you see the growth. Yes. Because they went through the stress, mm -hmm. the pressure, the 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 trial and tribulation. And that makes you yes. understand why Paul said, I glory in tribulation. Yes. Because yes. that brought about the peaceable fruit of the of the spirit. That's right. <laughs> so pretty. Yes, it That's is. so pretty. And I said, wow, you look at that. Mm -hmm. And so here you think, and all of us, we're going through something. Trust me, we are all going through something. I come back from the brethren gathering and shoot, we gotta be at least 20 people done got sick. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Yahweh allow all of us to recover, I pray. Mm -hmm. But that was the sacrifice mm -hmm. for being together and dwelling in unity that way, which was absolutely worth it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was yeah. worth it. It mm -hmm. was so amazing and magnificent. Mm -hmm. So don't let those things get you down. That's you know, right. I, I sat and wondered, well, should I, should I be there? Should I go? And Yahweh said, no, just be still. And then this mm -hmm. is what happens. See, mm -hmm. <laughs> you get to hear this confirmation of Yahweh. Oh. It's so awesome. But I want to go um, back to uh, where the previous speaker oh. left off about this migratory pattern that we have here on this Moses chart. And Yahweh's been working in my mind a lot about this migratory pattern. For one thing, 
is that Yahweh told us that the entire purpose of Yahweh is manifested in the migratory pattern. Right. And for a long time, I looked at this only in the ascension from Egypt into Canaan land. That's what I looked at. But in reality, this depicts a round trip from Canaan land to Egypt back to Canaan land. And that's also what it's depicting in the top portion of this chart where you see Yahweh who is pure spirit. Let's see what he did in the spirit. He carbon copied, if you will, in the natural. Mm -hmm. That's how we can be assured of what it is that Yahweh is doing. He repeats what he's doing and what he says. And it is all according to a definitive pattern. So when he took Moses, after they came out of the land of Egypt, now mind you, they're operating by this migratory pattern, mm -hmm. which is a reflection of the archetype original pattern, Elohim, mm -hmm. operating in the greater, more perfect tabernacle of the universe. They're operating by it before Moses knows anything about the pattern. He didn't see the pattern until he went up on his second trip and was told to construct it. They didn't know nothing about no pattern when they went to Egypt, mm -hmm. when they down there coming about. That's on the second trip. So see, this is operating before you know about it. Yahweh's having the whole thing operate how it should. That's right. Then he reveals to you what he's doing. So when he took Moses up there in the mount and Yahshua, the son of Nun, who was there with Moses the whole time, right? Transfigured into that superincorporal Eloistic form. And what you're seeing on this chart is before that. And, and this is what I'm talking about. This is the panoramic vision given to Henry Clifford Kenley and, and appreciate the direction or aspect that you're looking at when you're looking at this chart. You're looking from the eyes of this divine vision given to our founder. Mm -hmm. He was the ones in the middle seeing both what Moses saw that's why you have it up here like this. And what John on the Isle of Patmos, who wrote the book of Revelation, saw. Mm -hmm. He's seeing everything that happened before what Moses saw. And he's seeing everything after what John saw. He's seeing, and that's why we go to the Asians and Dispensations chart for one quick second. And then I want to hit that. 40 plate chart and show you what I'm talking about. See, this Asian's dispensations chart, Moses appears in Yahweh's purpose in that fourth dispensation. That's in the middle of this chart next to that line almost where Yahshua is on the cross. But what Yahweh showed our founder, now what he showed Moses was all the way back to the beginning. And, and Moses saw the angelic creation he saw that 
He didn't write about that, but he saw that. And the reason why you know he saw that and the way you know he saw that, because he described to Moses how and to, to um, create that pattern with those angelic embellishments in there, in that most holy place and holy place. You're going to weave angels on those veils. So what Moses saw, he saw the genealogies of man on his third trip from Adam and Eve all the way down to the Messiah. What John L. Alec Patmos saw was all the way down to the end back to where Moses saw. What Dr. Kinley saw is what you're seeing on this chart. He saw, do you see how this says angelic creation on your very left most side and day of eternity on your day of eternity on your very um right most side type out your question in the chat if you want or you know raise your hand and we'll try to get to it in the last five minutes you have on this particular chart you have this word beginning you mm -hmm. see that mm -hmm. yeah that is before the angelic creation and you see ending on the other side. Do you see how that's after the angelic creation? I mean, after the day of eternity, mm -hmm. back in the seventh ages, the seventh, you know, sixth and seventh ages to come. So Dr. Kinley saw from eternity to eternity. Yes. He saw this complete week and he told you this. He said, now there were creations before this one. Mm -hmm. And there'll be creations after this one. Now, how do you know that? That's right. This is the thing we have to understand about what we've come in contact with. And I've been harping on this for a minute because it is absolutely magnificent. What the previous speaker talked about, this being the same spirit. Mm -hmm. This is the eternal mm -hmm. spirit. And that's who you have come in contact with to even receive this vision. <laughs> this is a divine vision in Revelation directly from Yahweh Elohim himself. And that is the one that's been telling you about it all along. Right. It's Yahweh Elohim himself who created these creations and these worlds. And that's in your scriptures. By him were the world's fashion. Talk about Yahweh Elohim. These, you know, the, the each of this, an age is synonymous to the world, to the word, world age and world are synonymous so you got these seven ages and dispensations are these worlds you understand when moses was around that was a different world than when noah was around and where we are is a different world than when the messiah was around he ushered in this kingdom present kingdom age this is a different world you understand than we were before and things with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit being made absolutely clearer. So I want to go back to that Moses chart. That's the aspect that you're looking at. You're looking at it from the cloud. You see how this cloud is encompassing? Mm -hmm. Before Moses, you got a mouth with this law in the cloud with attributes. That's before Moses. Right. And when before Yahweh Elohim took our shape before he showed you from eternity and that's what you got at the top of that chart you got eternity on one end over here with Moses and you got eternity on the other end mm -hmm. with, with John on the Alabama mm -hmm. so what Dr. Kinley saw was 
he he stood as one that was in the middle. Now, when you look at that Ark of the Covenant, you see that those two archangels are witnessing something in the middle. And that's Yahweh Elohim. Mm-hmm. That's who's visited us and told us about this. Right. That's why this aspect of this chart is this way. From all the way from Egypt, all the way in the Canaan land, from eternity to eternity. Mm-hmm. From all the way at the age of dispensations down at the bottom of that chart, the earth inundated in water is back in the antediluvian age. That's back actually the beginning of the antediluvian age where Yahweh made the waters roll off the face of the deep. That's back. Mm-hmm. Noah and mm-hmm. Noah in, in, in the ark, that's the end of the antediluvian age. Mm-hmm. That in the middle with Joshua, Moses, and Aaron in the tent in Egypt, that's in the post-deluvian age. Yahshua come at the end of the post-deluvian age, was baptized at his show down there, and his death down there. His death, burial, resurrection ushered you into the present kingdom age. That's Pentecost. He got the whole age of dispensations across the bottom of the chart. That's how profound what this vision is that Yahweh showed. It's right there. You know, you're looking at all of this. So Yahweh come from pure spirit. This is where it began. He declared the end right from the beginning. That's where it began, was back in pure spirit. He devised and he decided and constructed this purpose from beginning to end, right from pure spirit. When Yahweh come in shape and form, that's him putting on his work clothes to execute exactly what he already planned. Mm-hmm. And it's coming to pass exactly the way he planned it. Right. Ain't nothing missing a beat. You understand? That's a, that's an encouraging thought. Yes, it is. That's the same encouraging thought that Paul gave. He not, listen. We are confident of this. Mm-hmm. That he that begun that good work is able to perform it. Mm-hmm. He's always performing it all the way down to the age of dispensation time. How do you not have faith in that? Of mm-hmm. course, you have faith in that. And this is one of the things in the operation of Yahweh. When he told us about the death, burial, resurrection, he's not just talking about words. He's talking about this operation that we're talking about right here. Coming from pure spirit into that shape and form was a death to Yahweh. Mm -hmm. The pure spirit was a perfect rest or Sabbath state. Coming into those work clothes was like, like you getting up in the morning and going to work. That's, you know, you crucify yourself and go to work. You rather stay in the bed and rest. That's why weekends are so precious. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, for those of us that can enjoy them, you know, you can rest. And so when he came into that shape and form, that's his work clothes. That's Yahweh still. He's now in that super corporate form, working out exactly what he uh, intends from back in pure spirit. Mm-hmm. Then he comes, he don't stay up there. He come all the way down. See, this is how we know we're confident he performing because what he declared that he was going to do he come in and did it in the form of yashima sai in that physical form i have five minutes right mm-hmm. in that physical form no, you understand oh, okay yeah all my mother's clocks are fast mm-hmm. but here um when he come in into this physical form to perform that you see he accomplished he didn't send nobody else to do it he did it right and then when he took off that flesh he poured out, after he took off that flesh, he sent it to the Father. See, that's a death. Mm-hmm. He come into that shape and form. That's a burial. Mm-hmm. When you go all the way down in that flesh, mm-hmm. he's committed now. He's like that ram caught in the thickets. He's going to do exactly, you know, caught by the law and the prophets, by his horns. Mm-hmm. Exactly as Yahweh had 
purpose from the beginning. He performed the work. Right. And he's buried in that ministry mm-hmm. to do that. And then when he takes off that physical body, he resurrects back to mm-hmm. that incorporeal form, ascends back into the Father. And then 10 days later, after he did that, outpour the Holy Spirit. So there mm-hmm. comes that showering down of the Holy Spirit again. And that's why we're preaching it as an ascension from Egypt to Canaan land or from blood to water to spirit. Because it's an ascension back into spirit mm-hmm. or back into the father. Now we can't get to, we're not going to jump from this physical realm back to the pure spirit. We must go through Yahshua Messiah. Or let me put it like this. We must be in Yahshua Messiah to go back to the father. You came out by Yahshua Messiah. You must go back by Yahshua Messiah. That's you right. can't skip Yahshua to get to Yahweh. That's mm-hmm. right. And they're not different. But that's the mechanism or that's the manner or that's the spirit operation that Yahweh set in place. Right. Manifested, crystallized it, and codified it in the tabernacle path. That high priest has to go from that court roundabout doing that ministry into that holy place. And once a year, he's going to go up into that most holy place. He's going to change his garments into garments of beauty and glory right there in that holy place. So that's like, you know, there's a change of transition going on in the holy place. And you must go through that to get to the most holy place. Can't just walk up in the most holy place and say your time and wow, however you want. Just like previous speakers talked about. You can't do that. So there has to be this change of clothes or transition in the holy place part, right? Where the illumination from the lights of the lampstand when the bread and sustenance is given and the intercession of prayer is made that's where the change is happening so in your migratory pattern when they come up out of egypt and they in that wilderness sinai yahweh's got them in constant light mm-hmm. he has it manifesting that that cloud turns into a pillar of fire before it gets dark Turns into a flyer at three o'clock in the afternoon. He has that operating the pattern that way. He crystallized and codified it right in that pattern. The same thing he was doing in the greater, more perfect tabernacle. Mm-hmm. That's that 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 cloud turned to a pillar of fire, giving those children of Israel a constant light. That's what that sanctuary was. Sanctuary was never dark. He lit that lampstand at three in, in the afternoon. You know, at three in the afternoon, it ain't dark, right? Right. right. It can't get dark in there. You know, that lampstand burned all the way till nine o'clock the next morning. And then the sun is what filtered in. You know, at nine o'clock in the morning, is light, I said, right? Mm-hmm. Ain't no darkness. There's never no night there, see? And that's what John saw on the Isle of Patmos. He said there was no night there. You understand? Because the light of the lamb and right. the temple lighteth it. You understand? It's never no darkness. So when they're in the wilderness, Yahweh codified that and showed never no darkness. That's explaining to you in great detail that spiritual process. Yes, where Yahweh has put you in that holy place. He said, when well, you see the abomination of desolation, you stand in the holy place. Not sit down, not lay down, not be complacent. Mm-hmm. Stand in the holy place. And when Paul is describing that whole armor, I talked about, thank you, five minutes. I talked about not too long ago when we had our last in-person, not the last one, the one before that, um, about being ready. Yes. And you know, Yahweh had to show me, he, he showed me later. Well, he said, well, I said, have your loins girded and your mm-hmm. shoes on your feet. 
He said, what you got to be girt with, Rhonda? What you girded with? Girt means to bind up or to, you know, like a girdle. You have, you know, it's all, you know, we use a girdle to contour our bodies to some attractive shape. Well, I have to use a girdle to keep all this intestine. They didn't cut on from falling out. But anyway, it has a purpose. You know, you girt yourself up. He said, what you girt with? Now, that's what Paul wrote about, about the whole armor of Yahweh. He said, have your loins girt with the truth. Mm-hmm. You understand? You got a, a sword of, of, of um, salvation. Mm-hmm. You're able to uh, divide asunder and, and discern. And that's one of the, that is one of the definitions of the word judge. Mm-hmm. Yahweh put in our aims to discern and avoid being deceived. That's what that judge is about, is to discern. You have to discern the, the truth from the lie. You have to discern the deception of the of negative spirit and uh, discern when you hear that voice from heaven. Right. A lot of us hear Yahweh talking to us, but we don't, we don't discern it to be anything but our imagination or something. Mm-hmm. But Yahweh's trying to tell you something. You understand? That's mm-hmm. happening to you for real. So you have to discern. And all that is happening while you're in that holy place that transition is taking place he's feeding you with the gospel of salvation he's making intercession for you and you are being changed or transitioned from these old linen garments that's his physical body to the garments of beauty and glory which is that more glorified body before you cross over into canaan land or back into that incorporeal state of the angelic before we return back to yahweh it's a process that he has, and he made it in this migratory pattern. That process started from pure spirit into shape and form, down in the physical, and going back that same way through incorporization back into spirit. So that high priest had to go from that four roundabout through the holy place into the most holy place, and then he came back out and put back on those garments of linen garments, came all the way back to and he did it again. You understand? Went back up the same way. That's how you know you got creations afterward. He's going to create creations afterward. That's what Dr. Kim talked about, how you're going to decide what creations come next. But while you are in this wilderness of Sinai, while you're in this holy part, while you're holy place, while you're in this transition, there's some changes that have to be made. And Yahweh is making those changes in us. He's performing it like he always did. Like that temple had to be constructed of stones that were chiseled and made to fit perfectly. He's got to cut away all that stuff, you know, all the doubt and disbelief. There are things I heard out of speakers today I know didn't come out their mouths five years ago. I know it did. Mm-hmm. No, it did not. But mm-hmm. they have seen these things of Yahweh and can confidently testify to them. That's right. I'm sure that that is their... They can swear and attest to that. Mm-hmm. And that's beautiful to see. That's absolutely beautiful to see. Nothing less than beautiful to see. Yes. So be of good cheer and good courage. Yahweh does know what he's doing. That's and right. it is a magnificent work. Be encouraged. You go over there and read that armor that he's equipped us with. That's how you're ready. Getting you, you, He's equipping you with that armor. Yeah, and then you read the fruit of the spirit because that's the fruit that he has bearing in you. Yes, I hope you got something out of it. And if you did, all praise go to Yahshua Messiah. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Dr. Brazil.
Um, we will have choir directly after doxology, and then we'll address any questions that um, be answered or that would like to be answered after the choir. Um, once again, we want to thank all our speakers. Uh, we really enjoyed what Yahweh had to say through you to the rest of us. We really enjoyed that. We want to always encourage and welcome everyone to continue on in this great gospel, because as it's been said, it's our only peace, our only joy, and our only stability in this crazy, crazy world that we're in. Okay. We do hold classes every Tuesday and Thursday from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and Sundays from 11.30 to 1.30. This Sunday coming up, the 24th, we will have in-person class at our regular location, which is the Beachwood Recreation Center. And we may have a uh, visiting brother in there here now, um, hoping they will come out um, on Sunday to uh, sing a selection for us. So stay tuned for that. Hopefully they can make it out. Mm -hmm. And let's all stand in our hearts and minds for a doxology with a moment of reverence to our Savior, Yahshua the Messiah. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise Elohim, our Savior, through Yahshua the Messiah, our sovereign, belong glory and majesty, dominion and power, both before all time now and forever. Let us all say hallelujah.